Detox. We all know it's important, but it's so confusing. Hi, this is Dr. Mercola, helping you take control of your health. And today, we'll attempt to alleviate that confusion by uh, an expert in detoxification, Wendy Myers, who is the uh, founder of Live2110.com podcast, who I've had the uh, privilege of being interviewed for, for my book, on for, for my book. And uh, she's also a functional diagnostic nutritionist. And she's going to help us understand some of the important perspectives on detox, many of which I was unaware of prior to talking to her. So uh, welcome, and thank you for joining us today, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. So you, we're going to talk about a lot of really interesting uh, components, especially about detox. But before we do that, I wanted to preface it by saying that if we... We're going to discuss some very specific and detailed strategies, and you go on in great detail, not only on your, your uh, website, but also in the new book that you wrote, Limitless Healing, which is like one of the most amazing bargains. You can buy it electronically for $6, which is insane, but uh, it goes into a lot of the details so there, so you don't have to take notes. You can get the book, Limitless Energy. Uh, but I want people to understand that you can do some of these interventions, but unless you address the electromagnetic exposures that you have, it may be uh, not. It might be not be very effective because those exposures are going to limit your detoxification capacities and your ability to excrete these heavy metals. And so I'm wondering if you could comment on that before we go into the, the components of the detox. Absolutely. When you have metals in your body, things like copper and mercury and other metals, you actually become kind of an antenna where you uh, attract more EMF to your body. And EMF uh, impacts your body in many different ways, and it interferes in your body's functioning and your metabolism. And uh, there's so much research that shows how dramatically EMF or electromagnetic fields or frequencies uh, you know, really interfere in our body's ability to function in many ways. And detoxification is no exception. And so that is one of the things I, I work with with my clients is identifying and trying to reduce EMF in their environment so they can improve their body's ability to function generally and to detox. Yeah, and that, I recently wrote the book Fat for Fuel, which you interviewed me on. And the primary focus of that is to help people improve their mitochondrial function. And that's one of the reasons we're interviewing you for the detox, because improving your toxic metal burden will be a major strategy to improve mitochondrial function. But you, you can't really do that until you have EMF. And actually, EMF exposure itself is an intrinsically mitochondrial poison. And I'm going to interview Dr. Martin Paul, who actually put together a paper about five years ago that it went through the uh, mechanism, which has to do with volt, voltage-gated calcium channels, where the EMF impacts and it releases calcium into the cell. Calcium causes nitric oxide release and combines with superoxide and makes perioxynitrate. And this perioxynitrate is, a, is just a massive producer of free radicals, specifically the hydroxyl free radicals. So you can actually poison your cells more than by getting multiple x-rays by being exposed to the ZMF regularly. So it's, it's really a big issue. I'm not going to harp on it now because we want to go into the metals, but you've got to address that before you get to the metals. So you can do it concurrently, but you know, just don't short, be short-sighted. So why don't we delve into your journey and how you came into this area and what brought you to diving deep into heavy metal toxicity? My journey to start Livedo110.com and venture into detoxification started with planning my pregnancy. I started reading all these books about cleaning up the environment for baby and not using toxic chemicals uh, to clean your home or not put toxic ingredients and beauty products on your baby. And I thought, why haven't I read about any of this before? <laughs> so I was a pretty well-read person. And so I was uh, you know, prepping for baby. And then after my child was born, my father was diagnosed with esophageal cancer. And I started reading, you know, tr trying to help him, reading about the underlying root causes of cancer. And I kept hitting upon metals and toxic chemicals that are so prevalent in our environment. And, you know, with all the efforts and research that I was doing, my, my father passed within about six months from his cancer treatments. He decided to go the conventional medical route. 
And shortly thereafter, I had such a, a passion lit inside me that I decided I wanted to start LiveTo110.com and publish uh, what I was researching. Terrific. Well, uh, thank you for doing that. And so, you know, sometimes it's tragedy that leads us to uh, really productive and useful uh, activities. And it sounds like that was what happened with you. So you were doing this for a number of years and then you compiled this information into a research, resource called Limitless Energy, which you just recently published. Yes, tell us a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, I wanted to really talk about the main problem that so many of my clients have, which is they want more energy or they are fatigued or chronically fatigued. And, you know, it's one of the reasons Starbucks makes billions of dollars. We're all trying to get more energy and self-medicate in any way that we can. And so in, in doing my research, I was trying to figure out what is making us so tired. And I hit upon a treasure trove of, you know, mitochondrial research and the various metals that impact our mitochondria's ability to produce ATP or energy. Mm -hmm. So which some, what are some of the metals that you found to be particularly pernicious to mitochondrial function? Well, one of the first ones is aluminum. Uh, this is something that's very prevalent in our environment. We're breathing it in with every breath that we take. Uh, it's uh, used in geoengineering, which is right in our environment. Um, it's in vaccines, it's in, it's used out of the water supplies to help sediment sink to the bottom. We're, you know, when you're drinking from an aluminum can, you're getting aluminum that way, aluminum foil, aluminum cookware, a lot of different sources in our environment, really hard to avoid, not to mention we're slathering it on our underarms with deodorant. And so what aluminum does is it poisons enzymes that transport nutrients into our mitochondria, rendering it less able to produce energy. And when you remove aluminum and other mitochondrial poisons, we see a dramatic uptick in people's energy levels. Even people that are chronically fatigued or bedridden from their fatigue within a year or so, they're able to start functioning again just from detoxing these certain metals. Another one's arsenic. Arsenic is found um, in the antibiotic that's fed conventional chickens and eggs. So you want to make sure you eat organic and pastured so that you don't get that the arsenic that's in that antibiotic. And it's also found in rice. Uh, depending on where the rice is grown, it can have higher arsenic content. And the arsenic's found in the wheat and the germ of the rice. So I tend to avoid brown rices for that reason, if I'm going to eat rice. And it can brown, also be found in water. And brown rice is also full of lectins, too. So, yeah. yeah, yeah so we like want to avoid those. Yes, absolutely. And then there is tin. Tin is found in the air and water in a number of different places. And that one's a little different. Uh, when we have, see, like imagine the, the membrane of the mitochondria, it has to have a certain charge on it to work properly. And tin dispels that charge. So it renders the mitochondria kind of handicapped. And a lot of people have you know, surprisingly high levels of tin. And then we have thallium, which is a metal not many people know about. It's mm -hmm. a gasoline additive. And its function is to help car engines last longer. So it's kind of a collusion between the petroleum company and the car manufacturers. And, you know, we're breathing that in every day from smog and car exhaust fumes. And the manufacturers, our petroleum companies, used to add lead for the exact same purpose. And there's a, you know, a huge public outcry and, uh, you know, that, that got removed from the gasoline. And now they add thallium. And nobody knows that, not even most detox experts. So that's a big, big factor in chronic fatigue. And most people have some level of it. Yes, indeed. And interestingly, there is a, from my view, one of the heroes of the 20th century was Claire Patterson, a brilliant researcher who conclusively put together the research on the, the toxicity of lead and was vilified and discredited by, by the industries. And uh, Fortunately, he was able to catalyze the removal throughout most of the world, uh, but it took him many years and just lots of personal pain and suffering. And uh, we've written an article about it in the past, but you know, he's that was an enormous uh, gift to the culture to remove that that toxic burden. But interestingly, the, all the metals you mentioned, I've done a, uh, a heavy metal analysis, uh, hair uh, and urine and stool, uh, and part of that was a chelation, a chelation challenge. And it turns out I have, and I lead a pretty clean lifestyle, but I had every one of those. <laughs> and I'm currently in the process of uh, engaging in a detoxification program to uh, remove these. And I should have stated this earlier, and I think 
there's a lot of, I did mention there's a lot of confusion about detoxification, and a lot of people think there's, uh, you know, that it's just a myth. But it's my belief and understanding uh, that virtually everyone watching this, almost everyone on the planet, there's probably a few people, and maybe you, you've encountered them, I haven't, who actually are coming up pretty clean. But it's, it's, I believe it's largely uh, an artifact of living in the 21st century. I mean, this is, this is continuous exposure. It's like it never stops. You almost need, not only do you need to go to an aggressive detox, but then you need to be, have a maintenance detox program to remove the continuous exposures that you uh, are going to be uh, receiving. So maybe you can comment on that for a moment. Yeah, and that's my main message to people is that you need to think of detox as a lifestyle, not something that you're doing for 30 days or six months or even a year. It's just something that you incorporate into your healthy lifestyle. We'll talk about some of the supplements and detox protocols that you can do to facilitate that. But yeah, but I was happy to do the hair, urine, and stool metals test for you because I'm always surprised that my healthiest clients like yourself um, have a lot of metals coming out. Um, your body is just working really, really well. You're very, very healthy. So your body is able to excrete these metals much better than someone, say, who is sick, who doesn't have the energy to do that or their detox organs aren't functioning very well. Um, but no one is exempt. Everyone has toxic metals in their body that we want to tend to if we plan to live a long, healthy, energetic, disease-free life. Yeah, and I convinced now at the time i wasn't aware but i because i led such a and to continue to lead such a healthy lifestyle i thought i was somewhat immune and this arrogant ignorance i had with respect to my emf exposure i think got me because i think it really sabotaged my body's ability to excrete these toxins and i am hyper diligent about emf exposures now and you know i just screen everywhere to make sure it's as low as possible and i think that's helping but i think that was the issue and there's like virtually no one who's getting this emf understanding that's why i began a, a conversation with this because you you can do all these strategies and implement them but if you don't have the emf eliminated or released radically reduced you're you're, you're spinning your wheels yeah, it's a huge problem. I mean, it's only going to get worse as well. And so I love that you're bringing so much awareness to this. I know there's, I've looked at your side. There's so many articles on your side about EMF. Well, there's going to be a lot more. There's a lot more that we're going to go into. But I, I was also very intrigued when I encountered your, your site that you were one of the few clinicians who understood the difference between a regular infrared sauna, which is a far infrared, the one that's commercially available, and the near infrared. So I was impressed that you understood it at that level because you know, it was only a recent understanding that I had. We had sold infra far infrared saunas for a long time and I was ignorant of the fact that the near infrared is vitally important to, to essentially form a, a full spectrum infrared sauna so that you can detox from both ends, the high end to, to help accelerate the removal of the toxins through the sweat but also the low end, the closer to the 850, 830 nanometers, the near infrared, to improve mitochondrial function, to, to work in conjunction. So perhaps you can uh, spend a few moments on that to expand. Yeah, infrared saunas are one of the best ways to detox your body, and I recommend them to all my clients. And I very early on uh, in my research, actually it was the second article I ever wrote, was on infrared saunas and the differences between near and far infrared saunas. And uh, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, there's the most common sauna is a far infrared sauna. And that's the typical sauna you'll see with black panels inside. So usually a wooden sauna. And that's a sauna most people will think about when they think of an infrared sauna. We're not talking about the sauna at your gym. Um, that's kind of a, a typical Swedish or Finnish dry sauna that it has some detox effect, but as long as you're spending your time, you wanna have maximum productive sweat, like you're going to have with maximum amount of metals and chemicals coming out in your sweat, like you would have with an infrared sauna. And I'm a big fan of near infrared saunas also. And there's near infrared bulb saunas, which are fine for detoxification, but you, know, you wanna be adding uh, more concentrated near infrared energy and you can do that with near-infrared LEDs. And uh, the best detox combo is a far-infrared sauna with a near-infrared LED and, uh, and red LED panel inside of it. That's the best combo. 
Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, and virtually no clinicians, even natural medical clinicians understand this. They don't, they don't get that. They're just, I mean, it's great if they understand the far infrared, but they're not integrating the near infrared and the far, I mean, the, the red. So, uh, you don't have to throw out, uh, now, now let, let's spend a few more moments on this because the devil's in the details. Now with the far infrared sauna, there are some saunas that you shouldn't have. And if you have them currently, you want to be carefully consider either donating them or selling them to someone you don't like because they're high in EMFs, which is, uh, it's a little bit different than the traditional cell phone Wi-Fi frequencies, but they're uh, extra low frequency EMFs, but nevertheless, they still contribute to problems. So maybe you can expand on that. Yeah. So. Yeah, so there's a, a lot of different kinds of infra, far infrared saunas on the market. You want to generally avoid the cheap ones from China that are made in China. They'll, they're made, you know, cheaply. They do, they can emit a lot of EMF, but not only that, they can have glue and uh, particle boards that emit VOCs while you're trying to detox. So that's counterproductive. Uh, so, you know, you want to go with a manufacturer that's cognizant of the amount of EMF that their, their product emits. And uh, the, there's a lot of little devil, you know, details, like you said, um, but I know you have a lot of amazing recommendations on your website for high quality near infrared and uh, well, near we don't infrared really, LEDs. There is a book uh, and uh, it was written by, a, I think, a naturopath. Uh, you read the book and you actually met the individual that gives specific instructions on how to construct your own near infrared, which is essentially a process that uses heat bulbs, heat lamp bulbs, they're about 250 watts, so it's about a, a kilowatt of power. You got four of these bulbs, and they most of the energy they're producing is in the far, mid and far, only about 10% of it is in the near. And the problem with it is, is it tends to, that radiation tends to decrease really rapidly the further you get from the bulb, and you can't get too close to the bulb because it's so darn hot, you'll burn yourself. So you're mostly getting far infrared, even though it does emit some, some uh, of the near, you're almost too far away from it to, to get a benefit from my experience, which is why I agree with your recommendation on the infrared bulbs because they don't generate a lot of heat and you can put them right in your body where you need it. Yeah, and this is a recent discovery of mine also in uh, you know writing an article about near-infrared LEDs is that unfortunately the bulbs do elicit some detox effect and they do produce enough heat to elicit sweat there's just more advanced, more technologically advanced ways to go about detoxing. And the near-infrared LEDs are something that have kind of been available like the last few years. And there's there's amazing companies making products like these, the, the near-infrared and red LED combo um, products that you can add to your near-infrared bulb sauna or far-infrared sauna. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the way that I would go if you're looking for that maximum detox do, do you think the ideal is to integrate them concurrently, in other words, at the same time you're in the sauna, or is there benefit to do it pre and post? Especially well, if you have a large array where if you really can't physically fit it in the, the sauna. It just depends. I mean, I have um, a, a very large, you know, uh, it's called the Juve. I have a very, very large near-infrared panel that I can uh, spend time on where I, you know, I cook one side of my body for 10 minutes and then flip over and yeah, so you're not uh, address put that the other sauna. side of my body. So, so you, did get, you did get that light panel? Yeah, I did. So oh, that great. is, that you stand in front of that. So I don't do that inside my sauna because there's not enough room in my far infrared sauna to do that. Yeah, most um, But I am, I am planning on getting a smaller size near infrared so I can do it at the oh, same so you, time. Okay, you think there's value in doing it concurrently then? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're spending the time doing it, uh, you, can, you can certainly get like a medium size near infrared LED panel and do the far and the near at the same time. You don't have to though. You'll still get the benefits if you do the far infrared sauna session where you're sweating and then separately do a near infrared LED session. Yeah, well good. Yeah, getting back to some of these metals you mentioned, uh, I was not really aware of thallium prior to you mentioning it as a, as a potential poison. My only exposure like most physicians is that this is a, an isotope that's typically used in uh, screening for heart disease where we do uh, thallium treadmills and that uh, checks for the heart function. Uh, but I did, wasn't aware it was used as a gasoline additive and was like really shocked to find that it was high in my body also, which is not a surprise because you know, I live in the 21st century. So, you know, and, and, you know, fortunately that probably won't be a 
an issue much longer because the speculation is that within the next 10 years, most of the vehicles will be electric and we won't be burning uh, gas through internal combustion engines that, that much. So it'll become less of an issue. But it's still an issue now and it will persist for a while. I don't, I don't know how long it persists in the environment. I know lead does, goes on for centuries. I don't know how long thallium stays around for. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know lead persists for 500 to 1,000 years in our environment, yeah. so it's around. It's going to be around for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but with the thallium, a lot of people have never heard of it, and I certainly had it until a couple of years ago, and it's a, it's a huge problem, and I've got most people have some level of it. You can look at it indirectly in a hair mineral analysis, but the confirmation of its presence is in a urine DMSA challenge test. Yeah, <clears throat> and DMSA is a chelating agent, Mm -hmm. Typically, it can be given intravenously, but uh, obviously, obviously, much easier to administer orally. Uh, and you can take it with uh, adjunct uh, synergistic agents that enhance its effectiveness, like glycine. Uh, I believe it was glycine. And yes. Mm -hmm. You take them together, and you can essentially push your body to bind these metals and then measure them in, in the stool and the urine. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that and, you know, uh, the theory behind it and your experience with it? Well, when I'm first working with someone, I begin with a hair mineral analysis. I really like hair mineral analysis because it gives me a lot of information. It's very easy to do and relatively inexpensive. But in an ideal world, I want to see a urine metals challenge test and I want to see a stool test as well because there's no test that's perfect. There's no test that tells you your entire body burden of metals. So some metals come out in the hair, some come out in the urine, and some come out in the stool. And for stool, I use that for cadmium. A lot of people have cadmium toxicity. And so that's, it's very important to measure that. A lot of people have mercury filling, so we'll see a lot of silver uh, from those amalgams coming out in the stool as well. And those kill gut bacteria and cause gut dysbiosis, the silver. And uh, for, for other metals, they, it prefers to be excreted in the hair. And so that's why I like to use all the all those different yeah. tests because um, you can't just be like a one trick pony, for instance, and only do hair or only do urine like a lot of physicians do, because it just uh, just doesn't give you the complete uh, information when you're looking at someone's toxicity levels. Yeah, and it's exactly what happened in my stool test too. I had silver and cadmium come out, mm -hmm. which was a surprise to me, but you know, not to you because you see many people have this experience. Uh, so. Why don't we discuss some of the generalized strategies for someone who doesn't have necessarily the resources to do into a comprehensive analytical model, uh, but some things that they should do every day. And we already mentioned one primary one, which is a sauna. And you know, in addition to that, there's to the detox benefits, and who knows, it may be because of the detox benefits that this is the observation, but the observation is that uh, individuals or populations that engage in this practice on a regular basis uh, tend to live significantly longer, <laughs> significantly longer, uh, and die, have less incidence of these heart disease and cancer. So that, and it has probably one of the mechanisms heat shock proteins, but there, it could be the metals. Who knows what it is? But the observation is that it, it definitely is healthy. So this is one of the strategies, and we just gave some, painted some broad strokes on how you can implement that. But from my perspective, there's, there's, very little reason that any that anyone shouldn't consider using this on a regular basis, and, and yeah. Go, so go on that, and then I'll talk about the frequency. Yeah. So I was just going to talk about a, a couple of supplements that people can take at home. Uh, well, we'll get to the supplement. Know. Yeah, we'll get before. Let's finish up yes. the sauna first. So, um, the uh, do you think there is? What's your optimal recommendation for the frequency of sauna? Is it something that someone can engage in every day, or do you think there's a danger of that, that you can build up resistance to that? Or, uh, and then you know, be the timing of it and some precautions that one might have, or maybe clinical conditions like heart failure or, or hypothyroid or some, any other circumstances that may preclude one or at least have one engage in some caution before the, engaging in the practice. Yeah, so some contraindications for uh, an infrared sauna are um, having like a pacemaker or having pieces of metal in your body because they can heat up. The infrared rays penetrate your body and can heat you up uh, inside. So I have had some clients with some metal pins and things in their body, and they seem to do okay. Um, I don't find that, you know, breast implants are necessarily contraindicated um, they, they can leach chemicals from your body, but I think the benefits outweigh that cost. 
I mean, certainly when you heat up plastics, they can leach into your body, which is what the breast implants are. But I personally feel the, the benefits outweigh the costs. Um, and some other contraindications of uh, someone that's seven years old or younger, their temperature regulation system doesn't quite work well enough. So I would not have a child use an infrared sauna. They can wait till they're seven. And as far as uh, how to use a sauna, I generally recommend people do them three to five days a week, starting with maybe five to 10 minutes. Uh, if you're really, really ill, you know, you want to start at that low amount and then slowly work your way up. Like maybe each week you can add a couple of minutes to your sessions and you ultimately want to do what works for you. It doesn't matter what I say or what I recommend. I want you to listen to your body and do what works for you. If you start to feel nauseated or lightheaded or unwell in any way, it's time to get out of the sauna. Okay, good. Are there any dangers to you doing it every day? I don't think so. I mean, you can always get too much of a good thing, but if doing it daily works for you, I think that's perfectly fine. I think it's good to take breaks. I mm -hmm. think it's good to give your body a break because you do start mobilizing a lot of toxins from storage sites and tissue and bone and whatnot. And on occasion, you, know, you do want to take a break from that. Um, and the sauna also has kind of a hermetic effect mm -hmm. where it's kind of shocking our body into to detoxification. So, you know, you want to lose that shock value per se, uh, maybe by doing it every day, but just take a break here and there. And it's, you know, you can do it for stretches every single okay. day. A few more fine points that we'll move on to the supplements. Uh, so dry brushing before, not after, but before. Huge fan. Um, I do that personally. You know, it's just a way to get your lymph moving. A lot of people may not feel well from, you know, doing a detox program because their lymph is kind of sluggish or slow. So doing a, a dry brush or even rebounding uh, prior to doing sauna can really help to uh, get that lymph moving. And how? And then the importance of uh, in, uh, either showering or bathing or going to a pool to remove the toxins in your sweat because you've just excreted them. The last thing you want to do is like stay there and dry out and let them go back into your body. Oh yeah, I do the 50 hour dash to the shower after I do my sauna. <laughs> I guess I want to get those toxins off as quickly as possible before they, they reabsorb. And do you like cold thermogenesis, like jumping into a 60 degree pool or a 50 degree pool? I don't personally do that. I, I really don't like cold. <laughs> I know it's really, really good for me, but it's one of those things I, I don't use personally. But, but, but I highly recommend it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's the ideal, it would seem. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, that's a useful strategy for nearly everyone. No testing involved. You can be guaranteed. There is no question around that you have toxins in your body that need to be eliminated just because you live in the 21st century. You know, if you ate real clean and you were a few hundred years ago, you may not need it, but that's not the case. All right, so let's talk about some of the supplements that can be used and probably should be used by most people uh, to address this, because there are some that work pretty well for most of these toxins that you mentioned. Not all of them, but for most of them. And, it's, and surprisingly, it's not that many supplements. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I realize not everyone can afford to work with a practitioner and there's a couple of things that you can do at home. I always like to give practical tips to people. The two supplements I personally would take if I wanted to embark on a detox program at home is one called Pectisol C. It's a modified citrus pectin that helps to absorb toxic metals and chemicals. It's very, very effective. And it's a binder, so it's going to be binding to all kinds of metals and chemicals. And it's a blood cleanser, so it gets into your blood, not just in your gut. It gets in your blood and mops up all kinds of metals and chemicals. And I never recommend doing any kind of detox program or infrared sauna use without using a binder because you need something to mop up all the stuff that you're mobilizing from storage sites where your body has tucked these metals and chemicals away to keep them away from vital organs. And so that's a fantastic supplement that you should take about five grams per day. So that'd be about a scoop of the powder or six capsules. And you can always take more if you wish. It's made from citrus peels, so it's, it's all natural. And you can take even two to three servings of that, so 10 to 15 grams if it doesn't cause GI distress for you. Don't recommend taking if you have small intestinal bowel overgrowth because it'll feed that. So that's a contraindication for that. And it's, uh, it's one of those things, some people have a reaction to it. They have some GI distress, but just lower the dose if that doesn't, uh, the higher dose doesn't work for you. Okay, so a few important points about it too. 
uh, is that it has to be taken on an empty stomach. So that means an hour before or two hours after a meal. You will sabotage yourself and you won't get the benefits if you do otherwise or take it with your other supplements that you'll talk about. Exactly. So you want to take it an hour away from food, supplements, and medication because we don't want it absorbing uh, those, those items, the nutrients you're spending so much money on. We want to just absorb toxins. Yeah, and the, the regular pectic salsi is relatively bland. It's not bitter or anything. You can certainly use it, but they have a form that's called lime that is just outrageously tasty. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. loaded with, <laughs> I don't know what's in there, but stevia for sure. And it's just, it tastes great. You actually look forward to going to it. It's almost like a treat. Uh, yeah, it tastes like a little margarita. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, and then, interestingly, you, you alluded to it, but I want to expand on it, is that if you have small bowel overgrowth and or SIBO, that you do small intestinal uh, bowel overgrowth, you you shouldn't take it because it feeds the disease-causing bacteria. But if you don't, it will feed the beneficial bacteria in your gut because it is essentially a bunch of in, undigestible or indigestible fibers that will break down to short-chain fatty acids, primarily uh, butyric, propionic, and acetic, and feed your bowel bacteria and your the line the enterocytes in your in your intestine so it's beneficial from that perspective and it will feed your mitochondria so it's a very useful tool just just independent of the metal detoxification capacity it's beneficial from that perspective and there are a lot of there are a, a significant percentage of cancer protocols that involve using this modified citrus pectin pectin seeds tends to be one of the better ones there are others uh, it's kind of pricey though a pound's going to cost close to $100, so it's not cheap. And it would last you, if you just did it once a day, what it was, a month or two, it would last you? Yeah, about a couple months probably. Yeah, yeah. So that's one. I think it's a, it's a great strategy. We, we look to uh, offer, hopefully within the next year, we're, we're researching this now and trying to find the equivalent of that and provide it at a lower cost. And it's high quality. There's no, no way we would offer something if it wasn't high quality. So... Uh, look forward to that in the future. Uh, and then now you can discuss the next one. So we've hit the modified yes. citrus pectin. Yeah, so the next one is a silica called Biosil. That's just the brand name. And uh, this is a specific silica that's attached to a choline molecule. And that gives it a particular affinity for these metals that I talk about in my book, Limitless Energy, that cause chronic fatigue. Biosil loves to grab onto aluminum, arsenic, tin, thallium, and even cesium, which is a big problem with uh, Fukushima, the Fukushima disaster in Japan that's leaking, you know, you know, just terrible amounts of cesium into our environment and into our fish. And so we didn't talk about that one, but, you know, with the biosil, you take about five to 10 drops of this per day, and you want to take it in some citric acid, like some orange or lemon lime or grapefruit juice, even some apple cider vinegar, will work as well. That citric acid helps to maximize absorption of it. So you get the most out of it. And for some people, because the biocell is mobilizing these toxic metals in the brain tissue and the bones and from the fat and other stored sites, while these metals are floating around and your body has to process them, that takes energy. So for some people, they can experience a little bit of mild fatigue while they're taking it, if that happens, you don't like it, you can reduce the dosage. Some people, if they're very chronically fatigued, can only handle one or two drops, and that's perfectly okay. You just want to do what works for you. Great. So those are two foundational ones that virtually everyone should be on, in my view. Uh, and then there's some minerals. And one of the other strategies that's used is not just detox and diagnostics, uh, but you also... I have a whole program called Mineral Power that you really focus on replenishing the minerals because um, most of the time, these detox strategies, the biocell and the pectisol and the sauna, they're not going to, ex or will they excrete some of the beneficial minerals? Oh, yeah, certainly. There's always a cost uh, to any kind of detox protocol you do. So there are uh, every type of, you know, thing that you do, like the sauna or taking, um, you know, zeolites or taking pectisol C, you will grab onto some minerals. Um, but the costs or the benefits far outweigh the costs. So we're willing to sacrifice some minerals for the benefits. Um, but there's other minerals like magnesium, which 80% mm -hmm. of people are estimated to be deficient in. Magnesium is incredibly important to facilitate just all your body's enzymatic processes, your body's metabolism working well, including facilitating detoxification. And then there's zinc. Zinc. Wait, is before amazing. you go to zinc, yeah. let, yes. let me add something on magnesium that 
I just became aware of in the last few days. And I referenced it indirectly at the beginning and explained the importance of, of uh, avoiding EMF and the mechanism. It works through these voltage-gated calcium channels. And the reason they, the way they found this out is they, there was two dozen studies that used calcium channel blockers and they mitigated, essentially almost eliminated the EMF ex experience. So what does that mean? That means one of the benefits of magnesium is that it's a calcium channel blocker. So not only may it help in the detoxification and our 80% of people deficient, but it also may help remediate some of this EMF's inevitable uh, pervasive EMF exposure that we have. Yeah, and I can't tell you how many clients have told me they just start taking magnesium alone and they start feeling better within a week or so. And I had the same experience when I did my first hair tissue mineral analysis a long time ago, I started taking magnesium. I couldn't believe how much better I was feeling. And, uh, and I, I decided I had to become a practitioner and tell more people about this, about the importance of minerals. Yeah. And uh, zinc's another one. Zinc, well, minerals are great at helping to push metals out of the body. Zinc's one of those examples that helps to push out cadmium, which causes more cancers than all the other metals combined. Real, there's and, an interesting factoid. Yes. Wait, what's the, what's the uh, documentation for that? I've never heard that before. Yeah, nor, well, normally uh, we think of mercury. Yeah, well, no, it's actually cadmium causes more cancers and the really? mechanism by which it does that. This is why... Uh, cigarette smokers get cancer. So oh, my dad uh, got esophageal cancer. He smoked okay. for 40 years, so he, he kind of earned it, unfortunately. But he, uh, with, uh, with the cadmium, the amount that you get in cigarettes, or even in our environment, we breathe it in, you get it in shellfish and fish. It's not only mercury that's in fish, it's cadmium as well. Wow. And what this cadmium does is it interferes when the DNA copies. So when a, a cell multiplies or divides, um, cadmium interferes in the DNA copying properly, so you get this mutated cell. Hmm. And we have about 100 million cancer cells in our body at any one time. Um, but if your immune system is malfunctioning, say it's damaged by metals or EMF or it's nutrient deficient or just doesn't have the energy to function, that's when that mutated cell that caused by cadmium will be allowed to grow and manifest into a tumor, be it malignant or benign. So that's kind of the mechanism by which cadmium causes cancer. Okay, so magnesium, zinc, crazy not to take that as a supplement. I mean, just because most of us are deficient in it to begin with, uh, but there's so many other benefits, especially to push that cadmium out, which I didn't, wasn't aware was a significant contributor to cancer. So what are the others? Yeah, and another note on cadmium, it's a significant contributor to hardening of the arteries. Mm. So if you are zinc deficient, like many people are, because they're recommended by the American Medical Association to not eat red meat. Mm. Um, and I understand, you know, you want to, you know, re dramatically reduce your amounts. But if you don't eat any red meat at all, uh, you're going to have a hard time getting sufficient zinc in your diet. And if you don't have adequate levels of zinc, your body is forced to accumulate cadmium to repair the arteries. Mm. And so cadmium is, uh, it's hard and it's brittle. So if you have enough cadmium deposited into your arteries, it, it reduces the ability of the, the arteries to extract and to expand and to contract. And so it can cause high blood pressure and lead to heart disease. That's the mechanism by which smoking leads to heart Interesting. disease. Interesting. And is that, I would suspect that the, there's a large potential for reversing this if you address the removal of it actively. Yeah, I mean, it's a very slow process, but, but you know, you certainly can dramatically improve your health and your, your diagnoses by detoxification, but it, it is a long process. Right. It's a lifestyle. So we've got zinc, magnesium. What else? Yeah. Yeah, so some other great ones to take um, as far as mineral-wise, uh, you know, um, I mean, there's lots of great ones, potassium and selenium. Um, I'll start with selenium. That's yeah. another one. I was going to say that, selenium. I think that's a, that's a great, you've just got to be crazy not to do that for such a wide variety of reasons, but why don't you enlighten us? Yeah, most people I test, I mean, literally 99% of people are deficient in selenium. They don't have adequate levels. And you need selenium to, uh, you know, repair chromosome damage. You need it to make your, you know, help convert T4 to T3. You need it to make glutathione in your body, which is your body's master antioxidant that's made by your liver to detox metals. 
So selenium is super, super important. It also prevents viral replication. Um, and it detoxes a number of metals. Um, uh, it will detox, I mean, so many metals, you know, arsenic, beryllium, cadmium, uh, mercury, and silver. Yeah, so definitely a good one. And potassium, I, I'm not, I have not recommended that as a supplement because I'd like to encourage people to get it from their foods. And it is possible to do that. It's just kind of hard. You gotta eat a lot of avocados. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. Which so I hope works, my listeners are doing that. Which works well for cyclical ketogenesis. It's a really, it's probably one of the best foods out there, I think, for fruits. Yeah. It's not like the number one detox mineral, but it is yeah. one mineral that helps a detox thallium. So if you are toxic in thallium, it can help to push it out. I also like iodine, not necessarily from a detox perspective, but maybe there is a detox component to that. But but the, 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 it's a, we have an epidemic of thyroid disease, and and especially people drinking fluoridated water, which displaces the iodine. So I think it's a really good strategy to be at iodine. Oh yeah, I'm 100% in agreement. I recommend iodine to all of my clients unless they don't tolerate it for some reason. And iodine is important because if you look on the periodic table of the elements, you'll see uh, iodine, chlorine, uh, fluoride, and bromine. Mm -hmm. And these are elements that, you know, they're added to our water. If you go on a jacuzzi, you're probably getting bromine. It's a, it's a, a dose softener. If you're going to Subway, you're getting some bromine in that. In the flour, <laughs> and, yes. Yeah, in the flowers. And so uh, iodine helps to push these halogens out of the body that compete with iodine uptake in the thyroid. And so if you have a lot of chlorine and fluoride from showering in water, so, you know, even if you drink filtered water, if you're showering in water that has fluoride and chlorine, chances are you are if you live in the United States, uh, you're going to reduce iodine's ability to get into your thyroid. So you have to take kind of a large amount of, of iodine more than you would, you know, need nutritionally to facilitate detox of these halogens like chlorine, fluoride, and bromine. All right. Any other minerals? Um, yeah, so there's, um, as far as my little chart here, no, nothing that's, you know, really sticking out at me. I mean, uh, you know, overall, uh, taking minerals and uh, trace minerals is really beneficial for your mm -hmm. body because minerals are deficient in the soil. And because of intensive farming practices, uh, even with organic food, there isn't enough, uh, you know, minerals in the soil and there's no financial incentive for farmers to remineralize the soil. With the use of NPK fertilizers, we're finding that you know the vegetables are grow much faster, so they have less time to absorb minerals from the soil, and so we have this very mineral and nutrient dense, uh, you know, deficient food supply, and the amount of stress that our bodies are under, just emotionally and nutrient-wise, and from EMF, these tend to leach minerals from our body. So that's why uh, you know a lot of my message is telling people to take more minerals because you can't get it from food and you need minerals for you know to run your body the, the spark plugs of your body. Right. So it's a great strategy. Someone something a strategy that most people should consider, uh, especially if they're suffering with fatigue. And the uh, I don't know what your experience is, but because you, you, the clients you treat, that's their number one complaint but it would seem that the primary cause for most of the fatigue is a result of mitochondrial dysfunction because that's what generates the energy in the body, the ATP, to run your cellular meta metabolic processes. So this is all about improving mitochondrial function. Absolutely, that's the name of the game. Yes. All right, so uh, that, that you've shared some really valuable insights and your book goes into far more details if there's a specific uh, toxin that you're concerned with, you know, you identify all the different sources and the specific strategies that you can use to detoxic. Interestingly, almost all the time, the biocell and the pectosol C are, are in there to, as part of the strategies because they, they hit almost all of them. Um, I, I think one other, I, I don't, we talked about minerals and the, the uh, infrared sauna and the supplements, but one of the ones we didn't talk about would be uh, things like alpha lipoic acid, which I think you recommend, and maybe any others that you want to throw in there. Yeah, so alpha lipoic acid is fantastic. I mean, it's an amazing detox agent, and I prefer to use a fat-soluble sodium R-lipoic acid. It's actually a sodium R-lipoate, sodium and uh, it's fat-soluble, so it helps to detox your body, you know, quite a bit better than like a regular alpha lipoic acid that many people are, are familiar with and that's most commonly available. And so that's what I use with my clients is the fat-soluble. And it helps to get rid of, of all kinds of metals 
Um, it's I have my, my little handy reference chart here, but it helps to get rid of aluminum, uh, arsenic, cadmium, lead, mercury, manganese. People that are drinking well water usually can be manganese toxic, and it removes tin as well. Okay, good. And all these supplements are um, essentially classified as grass or generally recognized as safe. There's no toxicity concerns here. I mean, with the exception maybe of selenium, if you overdose on it, I mean, that's a very low therapeutic ratio. Uh, but you don't want to do that. Just, you know, 200 micrograms is all you need. You don't need a lot more. A little more is not better. So uh, it's great. I mean, your book provides some solid advice. The information you've shared with us here is great. Uh, and if you wanted to shotgun it, uh, there's very little danger to you if you take those strategies in the doses that are recommended. You should be fine, and you'll actually go a great deal towards removing and eliminating these toxins and, and developing a maintenance program. But if you had a specific problem and you needed some professional advice to someone who could actually go in diagnostically assess what your toxic burden is, and then follow up with that and, and refine this with the protocol, uh, you have developed a, uh, well, you, you yourself see patients and you have a team that works with you, but you're actually developing a detox university. So I'm wondering if you can talk about that. Yes, I'm planning to open the Detox Institute in 2018. We don't have the exact date yet, um, but it will open at that time. And I'm partnered with a medical doctor, Dr. Bruce Jones, uh, to develop and really legitimize hair mineral analysis. It's, it's an amazing tool that's used in so many different sciences. But what we wanted to do was create a, a university that teaches medical doctors and licensed professionals and lay people all the science behind the use of hair mineral analysis. Uh, to date, uh, most of what you learn about hair mineral analysis, there isn't any scientific backing to it. So what we want to change and what I want to do is really legitimize it in the eyes of the medical profession. And we're going to accomplish that by with everything that we say, it's backed by scientific research. Yes. And so you can look forward to that in 2018. Well, great. Well, uh, if someone wanted to see you or one of your practitioners, how would they do that? Yeah, so you can just go to mineralpower.com. That's where uh, you can learn all about our detoxification program. And it's, it's really a healing program as well. And I'm just, you know, really honored and just wake up every day so excited to teach people about the importance of detoxification and how metals are affecting their body because they're not getting that information from their conventional medical doctor. When they go to their doctor, maybe they're getting advice to take medications or surgery, which is useful in, in many situations, but there's a, a big absence of information into the underlying root causes of people's health issues, which are mineral and nutrient deficiency, metal and chemical toxicities, and, and EMF and other factors that I really want to educate people and that they're missing in trying to reach their health goals. And that's why a lot of people, just like myself, I had reached a point where I was, you know, eating amazing. I was cooking on my own food. I was taking amazing supplements. I was taking a huge, you know, garbage bag full of supplements or a shopping bag full of supplements. And I was exercising and trying to sleep and I still didn't feel good. And I kind of thought to myself, what exactly do I have to do to feel good? And so I've over time in my research, I finally realized it was metals and chemicals that I, I had been ignoring in all of my efforts to improve my health. So that's what I want to do is just educate people about the importance of having detox as a lifestyle. Oh, great. Are there any other points you'd like to, uh, make or illustrate or emphasize or uh, add at this point? Yeah. So if you start maybe taking the pectisol and the biosil and you're not really feeling very well, or you have multiple health conditions, you probably want to work with a, a trained professional that's an expert in detoxification, uh, like myself or our, our seven practitioners that I've personally trained myself. And we're, we'll be adding more when the detox institutes open. Um, but you know, it can be very tricky and people can have detox reactions. 
And if say Pectisol doesn't work for you, we can recommend an alternative, the next best alternative binder that will work for you. So it can really help to have someone holding your hand and getting a lot of support if you run into a roadblock or a problem with detoxification. And sometimes there's you know work, preliminary work we have to do to get someone to the point where they're able to detox. A lot of people listening may have tried a detox program before and it just did not work for them. They didn't feel well. So we help to troubleshoot what those issues are, develop a very individualized detox program to get your body where you want to get it. Yeah, and I can emphasize again to the point of being ridiculously redundant, but uh, one of those things is EMF exposure. So if you're having challenges, pay attention to the EMF and then see if it makes a change. I mean, that's, that's just crazy not to do that. Yeah, and we, we help guide clients yeah. as well in, in reducing EMF exposure also because there's yeah. there's so many little things, so many details that you need to tend to. And, right. you know, we like to give people a tremendous amount of support and, you know, when they're doing their detox program because people need it. And, you yeah. know, they have a lot of questions and concerns. Well, you, I'm very impressed with what you've put together, very impressed with you personally uh, with your commitment, your dedication and your openness to new information. I mean, you literally, I've shared some information a few times with you and it is like literally within hours, you've already implemented this stuff. It's like, <laughs> you don't let it. I like to learn. Yeah, you do, which is, which is not typical in my experience in the professional community. Uh, not that most people aren't, but they're, they're, there's a great reluctance and a resistance to change your mode of thinking because of the entrenchment and the commitment you have to that. But you don't have that, at least from my observation. And uh, you're incredibly bright and you've put together a very comprehensive program that's gonna help a lot of people. It is helping a lot of people, but it's gonna help more, especially when the Detox Institute opens up. So uh, I commend and applaud your efforts and, uh, and thank you for really providing simple, pragmatic, recommendations that virtually everyone can use and they don't have to see you. I mean, you've given, I mean, perhaps 95% of the people don't, will never hear or see of you again, but they've got the information that they can use at home and help improve their health at a very deep level. So thank you for all that work that you're doing and uh, it's, you're really helping a lot of people. Yeah, well, I'm here to educate and I'm here to serve and all the information on my side is totally free. I have over 200 podcasts. I've got hundreds and hundreds of articles uh, for people to educate themselves. And uh, and I want to say that I've been very, very inspired by you, Dr. Mercola. I've, you know, when I first started learning about health, I was all over your site because it comes up in the search engines every time you search for something. <laughs> so I read a lot of articles on your site that really inspired me to want to go into health. So thank you for the work that you do. Well, you're welcome. It's, uh, that was the intention to give people information, but you know, you can't lead a horse, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And you certainly did your fair share of drinking and not only that, but used other sources and compiled this really brilliant strategy. So it works out really well. And, uh, uh, we'll keep up the good work, and I'm sure we'll have a follow-up call on this. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to get you detoxed. <laughs> okay. <laughs>